Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. If you feel like your life is stuck in a rut, then this is the show for you. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry. And in just a moment, Brandon is going to join us as we have a conversation with Lisa Reck. Lisa is the author of the book, Breaking Through the Storm, Transform Pain into Power Through Gratitude and Forgiveness. And the reason why we're talking about this book is because we've been on this kick about the power of an attitude of gratitude. Lisa has gone through a transformation where she, for years in her life, suffered from the loss of her teenage brother when she was a young girl. It just took took a devastating toll on her family, herself, and so on. So she's going to share with us how taking on an attitude of gratitude and forgiving others as well as forgiving herself really changed and made a difference in her life. And maybe that's the same for you. Maybe you've lost a loved one and you're still struggling with the grief and the loss. And that's no light thing. In fact, it's a part of life and we all go through that. And for some of us, and for certain relationships, those losses are devastating to us. So I'm going to be a little bit more somber in this one uh, as we go into this conversation with Lisa. I hope you get a lot of value out of this. And please feel free to share this with anybody you know. Here we go. All right, Brandon, once you're done with that swig of water, get on up here and say hello. Hello. Good job. Brilliant. You worked on a voice coach? Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> I'm doing impressions now of random people. Who's that, anyway? I have no idea. <laughs> awesome. Uh, now, we have a guest on here, and she did not get on to hear us doing impressions of fake people. Right. Uh, and that's Lisa Reck, author and blogger. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. For those of you just listening, uh, Jerry just waved. We don't know why he waves at people on Skype, but he likes to do it. Hi. Well, I'll wave at you too now. All right. So if you're listening, I just waved at you. <laughs> We're waving through your headphones or whatever now, you're listening. They got to let us know if they wave back. That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't Send do it if you're driving. Send us a message and let us know if you, even if you yeah. did it subconsciously, wave back at us. Yes. Come on. But don't do it while you're driving to work because that's not safe. So It's not safe to wave? Well, or let us know to let us know because oh, okay. you got to yeah, get out your phone and text or tweet or email us, and that's <laughs> that's not a good thing. There's like cities with laws against that. So, so Lisa has recently been indicted on seventy eight. No, felony? that's oh, that's that's a different. Yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> We're not interviewing that person. That person was just oh, on the yeah. news. Never yeah. mind. Okay, uh, but. I met Lisa through uh, a friend of ours. He was on the show, Sean Douglas. Great and, guy. Yeah. Great very good podcast. Guy. And named Come to the Table. No, that's nope. Sean McCoy. That's Sean McCoy. Yes. He's a great guy, too. Yeah, but. he is. But Sean Douglas has transformational radio. That's right. Yes. We interviewed two Seans that year. They were back to back. So to Brandon, they're the same person sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Both Seans, I'll tell you where he lives so you can beat him up later. Come see me. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to give advice to me now, not you. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, but something about Lisa's story actually really stood out to me. And it was, um, she had shared about getting out of the rut of grief. And I mean, that just perked my interest there because I, I have friends, close friends of mine who have had, you know, tragic, tragic losses. And, it's been, you know, a long time and, and they still hold on to it. You can see that they're trapped in that, 
that moment, that tragedy, and you know, seeing Lisa and her story, and and somebody who's found a way to, you know, still she still had that loss, she still has that loss. I mean, that loss is not you know coming back. Um, so how do you move forward in life? How do you thrive in life despite those losses? And um, so Lisa, thanks for coming to us on a Saturday to spend some of your, your time with us. And it's, it's really important to understand that, you know, when she made this transition, it was not necessarily a, a forced transition. She had to make that choice. Sometimes we make that choice to get into a new path and to, you know, I'm not going to live that way anymore. So thanks for joining us, Lisa. Tell us a little bit about kind of how you ended up uh, in this situation and what preceded the book and your new path in life kind of a big question, but <laughs> yes, that is a very big question. Um, and, you know, we just kind of end up where we are based on decisions that we've made throughout our life. And uh, I wrote the book 25 years after the death of my brother. Um, so I had a long time to kind of heal. However, um, I realized that I was still hung up in the past. I was still holding on to um, uh, just that, that grief. Um, that unforgiveness. So I had to make a decision to move forward in my life. And once I did that, and I learned to forgive myself for all the poor decisions or things that I was hung up on, that's when my life really opened up and became more abundant. And gratitude played a big part in that. I love that. We've recently talked a lot about gratitude and just the literal change that makes to your brain to just be grateful and focused on those kind of things. So how did you come into that kind of mindset of gratitude and why that was important? Well, I, um, in my early 20s, I delved into the whole personal development space. And I was just really trying to find myself trying to figure out who I was. So I did a, I did a lot of research and followed a lot of influencers like Jack Canfield and Tony Robbins. And I got all involved in that. And I realized what they were teaching was, you know, gratitude and abundance. And so I just, I got so wrapped up and so involved in that. And I was just so drawn to it. And when I used those tools and I applied them to my life, that gratitude just opened up so much more for me. And now I'm at the point where I want to be able to share that with other people so that they too can live, you know, amazing lives and just, you know, let go of all the things that hold us back. There's so many things that hold us back in life. And when we can realize that we have the power to, um, that we control our own lives, there's some, a lot of us just don't even realize that, that we have that control. So it's just, it's really powerful. There was something you said in the book about how gratitude Let's say I think I think you just said it though. It was like it, it really did change how you saw the world. I mean, uh, I know you describe in the book that uh, the death of your brother didn't just impact you; it impacted your dad. Like he went on this war path to change the law. It, it impacted your mother. She went the other way. She wanted to shut down in life, and, and of course, both of those reactions had an impact on you. How did gratitude change your reaction to it all? Well, yeah. So, like you said, um, we have a choice. And our choice can either bring us to greatness or it can bring us in the opposite direction. And when you use greatness, uh, I'm sorry, when you use gratitude, it pushes you towards the path of greatness. Mm -hmm. When you become more grateful and you become more abundant and you become more aware of what you have in your life, that's a blessing. Right. So that's what kind of puts you into the right path because we all have a choice and we can either let 
you know, the tragedy affect us in a way that we become involved in depression and anxiety, which unfortunately is what happened to my mother. Um, and I didn't want that. I saw what she was going through. I didn't want that for myself. Um, so I decided I made a decision to take control of my life and how was I going to do that? And gratitude is what <clears throat> allowed me to understand how to control my life. You know, be grateful for all the blessings that I have, be grateful for everything. And once I started doing that, I had more things to be grateful for. I love how you put that. You had to make that effort. Sometimes we think, well, yeah, you can wake up every day and be grateful for what you have, but that's harder than it sounds because you have to make that conscious decision of, yes, I'm stuck in traffic, but I have a car. And yes, my, my house is a mess, but I have a house and my child is not doing what I want them to do, but they're not at a you know a cancer clinic right now taking chemo. So there are, there are ways to just pinpoint all that gratitude and then express it because like you were saying it it affects the people around you like your mom and dad and now your kids and and the people that come into contact with you they see you and you you exude that gratitude that that changes their attitude too yes uh one thing i just want to say about that and one thing that i talk about in my book is to uh, stop complaining so <laughs> one of the things you had just mentioned was about sitting in traffic you know not being not complaining or not, you know, being grateful that you have a car and not focusing so much on the traffic that you're sitting in. And, and what goes along with that is the complaining. So if you're sitting in traffic, are you complaining that you're sitting in traffic? Because that's not going to do you any good. Right. You know, you'd be grateful that you have a car and that, okay, well, you know, what? I'm sitting in traffic, but now I have, you know, 10 minutes to, you know, listen to a podcast or 10 minutes to just kind of ground myself or, you know what I mean? Just take that time right. and put it into a positive spin instead of sitting there complaining that you're in traffic because that's not going to do you any good. It's not going to move the cars any faster. So it's right. making that choice to decide, okay, well, I'm in a situation right now that I'm not happy about, but what can I do to, you know, comfort myself and, and make myself, you know, okay with the situation because we can't, ex we can't control the external factors, but what we can control is how we react to things. And it, and it all just goes hand in hand. Right. I love this quote from your book and it's in lines with, with what you just said. And that was when we realize we're on a path that doesn't serve us, we need to alter our course by making different choices to get us back on track. And when I read that, I think I took a picture and sent it to Brandon because yep. our hashtag for the show is make your own path mm -hmm. uh, at, you know, beyond the rut. And I was like, yeah. And I mean, you're doing it from a powerful place too. I mean, um, and you know, again, thank you for, for opening yourself up. Uh, to to have this conversation with us. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to point that out. I'm like, that's what I love about your story too, is it's easy to there. I know there's people listening that are, you know, in a job they don't like, or maybe in a place they don't like, but you went through an, an actual legitimate tragedy and decided that that's not how you're going to, that's not going to dictate the rest of your life. It's going to change the way you're thinking in in a positive or a negative way, I'm going to choose positive. And so it wasn't something that you just woke up one day and said, okay, I'm going to be positive from now on and I'll never say anything negative. You make a conscious decision, sometimes minute by minute, to go down this road, not necessarily a one-time thing. Right. It becomes it becomes a habit. It becomes a decision that you make. And once you know, and just like any habit that you that you want in your life, you know, it takes, you know, 30 days or however long it is to create a habit. And it's the same thing with gratitude. You have to just make that decision every single day to be grateful, to put yourself in that state where you are grateful. And once you do it, con 
you know, consecutively for 30 days, that's how long they say it takes to create a new habit, then you can, you'll just do it and you won't even realize that you'll just, you know, you'll, you'll put yourself in that place where you're grateful. So, uh, in addition to the book, you, you mentioned that you just started a podcast too? No. No. Okay. I thought I, I, I do. <laughs> you, <laughs> no, no podcast. You on a podcast. Okay. We like to get everybody into podcasting. So yes, <laughs> we still have a podcast. I do have my own blog though. I, I, that's what I do with a blog. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. The, your blog is full of that kind of information too, of just how you work that into your daily life. And uh, yes. I always describe it because I have five kids. I describe it. It's like exercise. You can't exercise once and then all of a sudden be healthy forever. It takes a while to get there, 30 days maybe, but it, it, it has to be done every day. You can't work out this year and then next year you'll be healthy. You have to keep that gratitude going. And sometimes, and especially doing some of these videos over the last few weeks, I've found myself walking into a situation or a room and looking for something to be grateful for. It's like I'm drawn towards that now. It's like there's there's 10 things in a room, nine of them I may not like, but what's that one I can grab onto and, and that be my kind of focal point of gratitude? Yes, and that goes true too for, um, you know, if you had a bad day, you know, something happens that in the morning that, you know, was unpleasant and it sets the tone for your entire day. But if you reflect on that day, there are blessings that are happening all throughout your day. And if you can just think about all the things that happen, even though it was a bad day, you know, this happened, that happened. Well, there pick out the good things that happen because it happens all day long. And sometimes we just get so wrapped up in the complaining that we don't see them. So when we, at the end of the day, take a reflection on that day, whether, you know, you saw it as a bad day, there were still plenty of blessings. There's plenty of things that happen to be grateful for. So you have a, a book out about this. And I think sometimes uh, when we think of a book that's kind of centered around a, a tragedy, we think the book's about the tragedy, but your book's really about what happened after, like what you, how your life changed after. And talk a little bit about what, what that kind of change has meant for your, because it's been 25 years now. So talk a little bit about kind of where you took that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use CapShow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into CapShow and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Yep. The book is, like you said, it's broken into three parts. The first part, I talk about my story. The second part, I talk about your story, the reader. And then the third part, I talk about our story because we all have a story and we all have something that happens to us and we all have to learn how to make better choices, become more positive, become more grateful. So yes, it was 25 years since the death of my brother, but all these things that I did after that um, I want my readers to understand that after reading my book, that they have the control in their life, 
whatever it may be, whatever you want out of your life, to know that it's possible, to know that you make the decisions, that life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. Now, one of the things you talk about in the book also is that power of forgiveness. So coming off of you know having and building that habit of gratitude, that attitude of gratitude, uh, I saw that it leads into that habit of forgiveness. Um, I, we used to have, now Brandon and I used to have the same senior pastor who talked about bitterness. Like mm-hmm. bitterness is like taking poison and hoping the other person dies. Yep. Um, whereas forgiveness is like the antidote to that. Um, how did... And in what ways did gratitude lead to forgiveness? And, and in what ways has forgiveness, like a habit of forgiveness in your life, uh, changed you? Well, when you learn to forgive, it's, it's not only to forgive somebody else, it's to forgive yourself. Um, because essentially, you hold on to this anger and this pain that you have that somebody else caused you, essentially. Mm-hmm. But if you don't learn to forgive, it's it's for you. You're the prisoner. So like you said, you take a poison and hope the other person dies because you're holding on to the anger and it's not doing the other person any, any good. It's doing you more harm. Mm-hmm. So when you learn to forgive and for, and that's a process that is, that is every day, you know, being grateful, you know, how grateful ties into that is just, is just being grateful for everything that you have in your life and say, okay, well this, this tragedy happened. I can't, I can't hold on to this anger and this pain. So I need to learn to forgive that other person, even though they, I'm not coming right out and apologizing to them or they don't even know, but it's more for peace of yourself because when you, the longer you hold on to that pain, you can't move forward in your life. And it's harder to be more grateful when you have that, when you're holding on to that pain. Right. So essentially that forgiveness is that, is that freedom. It's, it's letting yourself free. I love that you tied that into forgiving yourself too. Too many times we we don't forgive ourselves for whatever we did in the past. Maybe we were a terrible teenager or in our 20s we did something bad or 30s or whatever, a marriage didn't work out or a job or whatever it is. Forgiving yourself is so important because you're speaking these bad words to yourself all the time and mm-hmm. you need to do that to move forward. Uh, I actually appreciated that part of the book a lot because – I. I've shared on this show before that, you know, when I was 11, my parents went through a divorce and we were living with my brother and I were living with my dad and my dad became very suicidal. And it was actually on my, and we took shifts on who was watching him. My, my dad was on suicide watch and his life, his life was in the hands of a nine year old and an 11 year old. I was the 11 year old. And it was on my watch that my dad actually hung himself and almost died. And I would say a good decade and a half. I held on to that and remained vigilant. So, you know, people often wonder, like, why are you so vigilant? Like, why are you up in everybody's business? You know, you can just sit You're back just and nosy. let people, yeah, why are you so nosy? Why, you, <laughs> you know, why are you taking charge all the time? And, and I, I never really understood why until I realized, well, when I relax, people die. And I held on to that for a, at least you a decade and a half. Yeah. And I blamed myself. And it wasn't until like somebody pointed out to me, it was like a friend of mine from college or a friend of mine from the army, uh, but somebody pointed out to me and said, Jerry, you were 11. Were you an expert on suicide prevention back then? <laughs> yeah. Like, were you certified? I'm like, no, you were 11. Forgive exactly. yourself. Like, get over it. I mean, you had no control. You did the best you could with what you had. And, um, you know, you got some good out of it. You've moved forward, but you can't eat, let that eat you up. And, uh, I mean, to this day, I'm still the guy that watches vigilantly over stuff, but <laughs> I've since forgiven myself. Like I don't have to protect everybody. Um, uh, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, it was, it was something I needed to know then to be able to move forward. So I, I really appreciated that part of the book. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. That, that is awful. Um, but in, in what you were just saying too, it's like you, you have to make the decision like, because you were in a situation that you had no control over, Right. What you had control over was how you reacted to it. And, and, and yes, our, our human nature is to hold on to those things. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what, what so many people do and that they don't realize that they have the power, they have the decision to forgive themselves, to move forward in their life. And once they do that, life just becomes better. Right. And I just think that there's so many people that don't understand that. So if people want to get a hold of you, check out your blog and get your book and learn more about your uh, writing and your situation and gratitude, what's the best way to do that? Uh, they can contact me through my website, which is lisarec.com, or they can email me directly at lisa at lisarec.com. Great. And the book's available on Amazon and Breaking Through the Storm everywhere you uh, buy books normally. So thanks a lot for joining us and just spreading this message of gratitude. It, it is so vital and I'm hoping it's helping somebody that's listening to this. And if it's not helping you, it's probably because you're not, you're kind of stuck in that forgiveness side. So, so read the book and go through that part of it. And it makes it much easier to just understand gratitude fully. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. If you like everything you heard in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 176. There, you'll find links to Lisa's book, her blog, and some other resources we've come across related to overcoming grief through gratitude and forgiveness. We're so glad you joined us this week, and the best way you can support our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. Until next time, we wish you to go live life beyond the rut. Take care. If you're still with us, uh, we got permission to read the eulogy that was read at Lisa's brother's funeral. Uh, so this is the eulogy that was read, read, I'm sorry, read by the, the father, the clergy who got up there to the podium. So here we go. What should we write as the last chapter of this young man's life? I believe the book of Ecclesiastes holds the key. For everything, there is a season a time to wound, and a time to heal. In other words, I believe the most fitting legacy to this young man's life would be to live his legacy in our lives as a time to heal. For openers, it is time to heal our relationships with one another. Michael's short life cries out to us that time is simply too precious to be wasted. Yet we have all been guilty of squandering our time, thinking we have our whole lives ahead of us to share with others. May the legacy of his life be that we all try to treat each day as the precious gift from God that it is. Time to be spent nurturing, caring, and sharing with one another. Time is spent building one another up and not tearing one another down. Time to be ourselves and time to appreciate one another and the unique qualities that make each of us individual. Time used wisely is time 
that heals. Again, thank you for joining us on this episode of Beyond the Rut. Thank you for listening to Lisa Reck's story. And thank you, Lisa, for allowing us the opportunity to talk with you, to share your story, to talk about our own stories, and to share this eulogy with our audience and with the world out there. Take care, everybody, and God bless. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.